This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is the program called Your Time to Shine. It's our pleasure, as always, to have in the studio the host of Your Time to Shine, Celine Harlow. How are you going, Celine? Doing really, really well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. All the better for seeing you. <laughs> now, today we've got a, a topic called How to Deal with Conflict. But before we get there, just remind our listeners what you're all about. I'm all about self-love, guys. So I'm here to teach you everything to do with self-love. So self-development, self-care, how to deal with other people, how to deal with yourself, how to love yourself, all that stuff. Now, we say it every time that uh, we talk, but how easy is it to love yourself? It's easy and hard at the same time, I must say. It gets easier with time, let's say that. (laughs) So how do you start off loving yourself? I think the first step to self-love is always self-acceptance. I find that a lot of people are struggling against something or fighting against something. Mm -hmm. So if you find the courage to accept wherever you are at in your life right now, then self-love comes automatically. Is it easier to love someone else than to love yourself? I think you need to love yourself before you can love other people. Mm-hmm. Was that a politician's answer or not? It is It is in, in a way, but um, how can you love somebody if you don't accept and yes. love who you are? I think if you do that, then you will expect someone else to fill up a void for you, and it will never really work because nobody can do that for you. Only th- you can do that for yourself. Okay, today's topic is how to deal with conflict. How do we deal with conflict? Because we, we generally have conflict every day of our lives, don't we? One way or another. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> So how do you deal with it? I think, um, well, I'm the kind of person who always avoids conflict. And I've done that for many, many years. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a conflict. And um, I didn't want to deal with it. And I was trying everything I knew to do. And somehow it wasn't working at all. The other person didn't want to find a solution, an agreement. They just wanted to blame me and blame me yes. and blame me even more. It was so interesting. And I cried. Yes, you did. <laughs> And how did you deal with that conflict that you just cried? Is that, is that the way, your way of dealing with that particular conflict? Well, I, I did cry a lot, and I, I was very angry for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I asked my husband to deal with it for me. And from that, I managed to understand how he was dealing with it and how he was tempering it down and how he managed to find a solution for that person. And, um, and I think what I learned from him was that, you know, you have to understand where the person is coming from and also understand what you're really talking about. You know, people will just take things personally and will make, um, mm. you know, a cup on the bench a really big, 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 big deal when it's yeah. just a cup on the bench, you know? Sure. And it's also much easier for a third party to deal with the conflict because they're removed from it, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. And I was very angry and the other person was very angry. So we weren't really in a place of, you know, where we wanted to find mm-hmm. a solution. We just wanted to be angry each other and obviously that was well we were very successful at that let's say that (laughs) so did you end up buddies in the end no we're not talking to each other but it's fine i managed to find peace with it i think you know um we always want to be at peace with our environment and our friends and our family and everybody around us but sometimes it's not possible and it's okay to say well you know we've had this disagreement and right now let's just you know put a break on our relationship and it's fine okay so you've dealt with it by sort of pushing it out of your mind and accepting what's happened's happened but how could you have dealt with it a bit more proactively, perhaps, rather than just... <laughs> um, in that case, I should have listened to my intuition. Mm-hmm. Something told me that I shouldn't get into that agreement, that I shouldn't, that I should, I shouldn't have agreed to it, and yep. I didn't listen because somehow it made sense on a practical level. 
and um and you know we just moved along with the agreement and started started to organize things and it didn't it didn't work right. it didn't work and somehow i had to pull out of it before um yeah and anyway and so she she got really angry yeah so if i had listened to my intuition in the first place i wouldn't have had the agreement but now the agreement was was taking place whether i wanted it or not mm. so um yeah i just had to deal with it yeah okay so where else are we going to go on this one so what for instance mean? i've got um I did some research, as I, as I always <laughs> as <you> do. do. <laughs> right. And rather than how to deal with conflict, I, I came across uh, how to avoid conflict, which I suppose could be the, which <laughs> could be the same the thing. Really. <laughs> it's not the topic, but um, I suppose how do we deal with conflict? Well, we ask questions of the other person, perhaps. Do we do that or not? Absolutely. So there are many ways for you to avoid conflict in the first place. So listening to your intuition is a great way. And listening to other people is a very good thing for us. We're very, um, you know, we tend to react and to want to speak instead of listening to the other person. Mm -hmm. So listening is an incredible, um, incredible practice that, you know, everybody should do. And um, also, I think one thing that has really helped me is assuming that the other person is doing their best. You know, and um, we we often assume that, you know, like if we want to put the blame on someone else for something that's happened, you know, we just um, they're not doing their best. They should have done this. They should have done that. They should have been more um, careful of my own needs and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. But if you take responsibility for yourself and if you listen to the other person knowing or assuming that they're doing their best, the blame isn't on anybody. It's just about finding the solution. We often use your cup on the bench. <laughs> I know, it's my best example. <laughs> as an example of, of conflict. Now, that's a small conflict, which obviously can blow up into a, uh, a big conflict. But I wonder if you had a serious conflict. How do you deal with serious conflicts? Well, let's take an, an example in the workplace, for example. Um, for let's, take, let's imagine that there's somebody in your team who's not really doing their work and mm-hmm. it just ends up falling on your shoulders, right? So how do you deal with that? You know... Um, well, the first, I think what most people would do would, would be to say, well, you know, that person should do their work and complain, you know, behind their back to your other colleagues. And that really isn't working because it's just fostering, um, you know, this um, you know, an atmosphere of disagreement mm-hmm. and uh, mistrust. So um, what should you do? What would you do, Ken? Well, I would be, uh, the beauty of uh, me now is that I'm, I'm old <laughs> and uh, I'd sort of, I'd sort of like to tell it as it is. So I, I, would, I would have a chat with you and say, hey, Celine. We seem to have a bit of an issue. Let's sit down and talk about it. However, I think that once you get into that scenario, your relationship is never going to be the same. Mm. Even if you resolve it, you're never going to be where you were before. So how, did you, how do you get your head around that one? Well, I think you have to understand that conflict is sometimes unavoidable. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's an opportunity for a new beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So you, the ideal out, outcome for this example is you know, the other person will do their job properly so that you can do your job and they can do their job. So what you want to do really is have a conversation. So instead of seeing it a potential conflict and you're going to imagine all the potential outcomes, you know, she's going to, I don't know, smash me or she's going to talk to my boss and I'm going to get fired and how am I going to pay for my mortgage? You have the conflict, you know, you have the conversation and you can, you know, already write a script beforehand. How do you want the conversation to go? What do you want to say? What questions do you want to ask? Mm -hmm. What outcome do you want to imagine for this conversation? And this way you manifest the conversation in a peaceful way. Although I wonder, let's just say I was your boss and we had a great relationship before I had my conflict with you. You bought me bread sometimes, <laughs> although not with real butter. Then we have this bust up. And even if we resolve the situation, your working relationship with me is probably never going to be the same again because you're going to say, oh, wow, 
he told me off. You know, he belittled me. Um, how do you get around that? It's never going to be the same again. So do, does one of us have to leave? No, it doesn't need to be the same. I think change is the only constant in this world, and relationships change all the time. And it's the same in the workplace. And it's the same in every area of your life, really. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it has to happen. It has to be this way. Okay, so uh, we, we have a conflict. that We have to sit down. We both have to identify our mistakes, don't we? Yes. Um, I think I find a lot with my clients that they, um, especially when there's been a lot of trauma or abuse in their, in, their, in their past, they expect the other person to apologize on their, you know, to, for what happened to them and how it has impacted them. It never happens. I've never seen this happen, you know. And, you know, you, you need to understand that you apologize for your own sake. Mm-hmm. You know, you're carrying all this guilt, all this anger, all this resentment on your shoulders. And if you get the other person to apologize, even sincerely, it's not going to... Um, help all that anger subside because you've been carrying it for such a mm. long time you don't know how to live without it so you have to apologize sorry you have to um, forgive forgive I, did, I think I said apologize there, but forgive you yeah. have to forgive for your own sake not for the other person's sake yeah but there's a difference between forgiving and forgetting isn't there I think forgiving is about moving on mm-hmm. um, yeah I think a lot of people think that you know if you forgive then you somehow give the other person permission to um, go on with their lives even though they've really hurt you forgiving is about your it is about you and it's about moving on releasing all that anger and all that resentment and just you know dropping it um, so that you don't have to carry it anymore and that you can move forward in your life also you probably have to be a little bit aware of what some of your emotional triggers are i mean little things a lot of people let little things get on top of them don't they like i mean imagine if someone left a cup on a bench around here we just wouldn't worry about that you're too cool ken (laughs) (laughs) but most people are not like you i think (laughs) but little things can really get people going can't they absolutely and we all have our triggers and when you um well we talked about this in a previous episode actually yes when you become aware of your triggers and you understand what triggers you you understand it's not really about the person it's about you know that thing that's become really big in your minds and you understand it and then you can um Instead of firing the weapon as soon as the trigger happens, you can just, oh, it's my trigger. How interesting. How can I um, make a difference now? How can I react in a different way now? I suppose most people would come to see you for some sort of conflict problem or another, wouldn't they? Absolutely. I, I see so many people with who have suffered from abuse and conflict in one way or another and who have somehow believed that it was their fault, you know, mm-hmm. s- yeah, what happened was their fault and they were responsible for it and they might have been kids, you know, and they may not have been able to understand that it wasn't their fault at all. But they have carried this thing and somehow, you know, the person may have passed away or they may not be in contact with each other anymore. And how do you move forward from this? Well, you really have to forgive and, you know... um, well, you guys know that I'm a Theta Healing Practitioner. Yes, indeed. And um, Vina Steibel, who is the founder of the technique, often says that forgiveness is the second most powerful energy in this world after unconditional love. Forgiveness is so powerful because it really allows you to move forward in your life. We spoke about an episode that you had uh, on your last program, job interview, which didn't oh, go yes. well. Do you remember that? <laughs> what did we say about it? Well, um, and what this other issue that you're talking about today where you... Your husband had to help you sort it out, all right? I can't remember this. Yeah, the one you just spoke about a bit earlier. You said your husband... Oh, yes. Oh, it wasn't a job interview, but absolutely, No, no, yes. it was another, another issue, right? So obviously that issue is still in your head, and it's a couple of weeks later. <laughs> and I wonder, you've presumably forgiven the other person. Have you forgiven the other person? I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. So when does, when does forgiveness come in? I mean, is it years away before you forgive someone, or...? 
I think forgiveness Why comes at just the right them? time. Um, if I, I haven't forgiven that person because I still have some resentment towards them because I still think mm-hmm. they shouldn't have done this to me and that was unfair. And so I'm kind of giving my power away to that person. She's never going to sure. apologize because she's so angry at me as well. She wants me to apologize as well. So how do we move forward from this? I think forgiveness is really comes at the right time, at the right place. When I will be ready, I will forgive and I will move on. And I know that I'm never going to have a relationship with that person in any way. It's fine. I don't need to. But I wonder, though, shall I keep on at you? Absolutely. Go for it. (laughs) If you don't forgive her, and I would suggest that someone in your position, you're in the trade, you're asking us to forgive people when they um, get onto us. Here you are, you're holding this thing, it's festering inside you, and you might not forgive her for months. Absolutely. And you're carrying this baggage for months and months. Surely that's going to get in the way with your with your emotional well-being <laughs> it reminds me of um, someone who came to a workshop um, that I that I organized last year and so I started talking about um, yeah the power of forgiveness and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. blah 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 and she came to see me at the end of the workshop and she said Celine at the beginning of the workshop I did not like you at all and I was like okay well why and then she said well I just thought like you're so like blah 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 you should do this you should do that and here's how you deal with this and here's how you deal with that And then um, she said that throughout the workshop, I started talking about examples where I had messed up Mm -hmm. and I was going through this and I was going through that. And this was difficult for me to deal with. And and she said that that's how she found a way to relate um, to me. And um, she saw that I was human and I was not, you know, an enlightened teacher. And I was just here to share my wisdom with others. And if they want to take it, then perfect. If they don't, fine, move on. Forgive and move on. Yay. Indeed. So <laughs> what actions should you be taking uh, to control the situation that you're currently in with this conflict that you have in your life? Mm. Okay. So I've done all the sessions on myself that I possibly could. I understood the understood what happened and what I needed to learn from it. And the reason why I'm still holding on to this is that I still feel angry. Mm-hmm. And I feel mostly angry at myself because I know that I could have handled the situation in a way, in a much better, easier, more, more peaceful way because mm. I'm a life coach. I of course, you're a life better. coach, yeah. Get over it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get over myself. I should get over myself, absolutely. <laughs> that's, but that's easy to say, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's easy to say get over it. That's what I'm saying. That That's why I'm saying that forgiveness really comes at the right time. When I'm ready to forgive her, which is really my way of saying when I'm ready to forgive myself for um, messing this up, then I will. Right now, I still have some resentment towards her and towards myself, and I, I want to keep it for now. But when I'm, I'm ready to deal with it, I will, because I've done it before, and I know that I can do it yeah. again. When you do finally forgive her, will you tell her? No, I think more as of forgiveness as an energetic thing. Mm. And I often, you know, see this burden on your shoulders that you're carrying and you just kind of carry it up and above your head and you're just laying it um, yeah, in front of you and it just releases and melts away into unconditional love. That's the way I do it. And it's... It's, it can be powerful to talk to the other person, but, you know, you, you might not know in what space they are in and it might, you know, trigger something in them again and mm. you might find yourself in the conflict again. Yeah. But it is very powerful to write a letter to them or to give them a call or to send them a message to say, you know, I have forgiven you, um, blah, blah, blah. And um, I don't hope to hear from you ever again, but this is what I've done and I feel free now. Is that sort of putting the knife in when you say that bit that you just added on to the end? I never <laughs> want to hear from you again. <laughs> Is that putting the knife in? I think I think you have to realize that it's it's you don't really care about the other person. You know, you just care about you know what you could have done better and just mm-hmm. learn from this and move on. You cannot control what the other person how the how the other person is going to react. Right? You can yes. only control your own re- behavior in this world. 
Okay, and you'll feel better on yourself after you've done this? Yeah, if you've really integrated all the lessons that you've needed to learn from this event, mm. so it does need does, so that so that it does not need to um, happen ever again, then yes, you will feel free. I once read somewhere that if you write an email to someone and it's not a particularly nice email, that you should not send it until <laughs> at least the next day when you've had time to think about it. So I, I wonder when we uh, we have an issue with someone, we have a conflict with someone, and it's easier to lash out, isn't it? Mm. Should we always maybe take a step back and say, look, yeah, look, I'm not very happy at the moment and I'm going to go away and think about what I'm going to say to you next and come back to you tomorrow. Is that what we should do? Mm. I've actually found that um, a lot of people, like we have three different ways to deal with conflict. We can fight, flight or freeze. Mm -hmm. And I found that with a lot of people who don't love themselves or who don't have a lot of self-confidence, they will freeze. Mm. (laughs) And then you move forward a little bit in your self-love journey and you will start to um, flight. So escape, yeah. Yeah. And, um, that, no, sorry. So first I flight and then freeze. That's what I meant. So I'm at the stage in my self-love journey where I will freeze. And mm-hmm. what, that's what I did with this um, person. I put up boundaries. I blocked her. I refused to answer her call because I felt so mm-hmm. um, devastated and I was overcome with emotions. I couldn't deal with the, with the situation. But she was in a fighting mood. Mm-hmm. And that, um, um, that set her on fire even more. And she started to you know blame me and blame me and blame me until I would somehow answer. And, yeah, she would send me trigger after trigger yeah. after trigger until I answered. So um, there are different ways to deal with conflict, but um, so fight, flight, or freeze, and they're all valid ways to deal with conflict. But I think I, for, I didn't answer your question at all. What was your question? Can't remember. I can't remember either. It was a very good question. I wanted to get to it, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I wonder, though, out of this conflict that we're talking about, um, the person who obviously attacked you, for want of a better word, mm. they certainly had the upper hand, didn't they? They did, yeah. And it felt like that. It felt like it was a battle, that it was a struggle, and that somehow one of us would end up victorious and mm-hmm. the other would, you know, um, crumble down in defeat. And it was awful because I know that there's a different way. And sometimes, you know, you have these arguments and you can see, uh, you know, you say something and the person gets triggered and they say something back and you get triggered. And it kind of moves on like this and you're like observing this thing that's becoming really big, really huge, and you don't know how to deal with it. The more it continues, the bigger it gets. And you just... Somehow, you, oh yeah, you have to take a step a step back. That's what we were talking That's about. Right. So, I find it really helpful to somehow, um, sometimes, just get out of the room and you know take five minutes to breathe in a different room. And you can say to the, to the other person, "I feel really upset. Um, I don't know how to deal with this. So I'm just going to go to mm-hmm. a different room right now, and I'm going to breathe. But in, in five minutes, I will be back. Okay? And then they can feel safe knowing that they can yell at you uh, all they want in five minutes. <laughs> but I suppose. Attack is the best form of defense in some ways as well, isn't it? Because she's got you now where she wants you. She's inside your head. She probably feels a whole lot better about that. Absolutely. Much better than what you're feeling. Well, I feel, you know, I think the reason why we're talking about this is because I wanted to talk about it in this episode. Mm. And that's why I've been kind of, yeah, munching it a little bit. Otherwise, I would have moved on already. But um, I don't feel, I understand where she's coming from. and But now I, I see that it wasn't really a battle or a struggle at all. It may be in her mind, but for me, it was just a very an incredible opportunity to learn mm. from this because I'm, I'm a very peaceful person and um, when there's a disagreement or a conflict, there's so much there's so much for me to learn. I wonder, maybe last question on this particular conflict that you were having. <laughs> was it a big conflict? I mean, was it like a, a cup on a bench that's been a cup on the bench 20 times and you've had enough of it or was it something something really big and and it was a fair battle or was it something that's just snapped and you said, right? Mm. 
Was it it a seemed big very deal? big at the time, mm-hmm. but you know, looking back, I'm I'm thinking, oh my god, it just it was nothing. Mm. And I think it's it's the thing with conflicts. You re- yeah, you know, there's some, there's a problem and you don't talk about it straight away, mm. and it becomes an even bigger yeah. problem. And the, the cup on the bench is a perfect example for mm-hmm. this. And and you don't and when you have to deal with it because it starts to explode in your face, it's huge, and you don't know how to deal with it because it's so big and there's so many different aspects, and you don't know who's right, who's wrong, who should have done this, who should have done that. But really, it's just a cup on the bench. So take a step back, find some perspective, and uh, focus on finding the solution rather than um, forcing the other person to apologize because that's never going to work. I suppose the big thing about it is that uh, we need to de-escalate conflict as and when it happens, but that's so easy to say, isn't it? That if, you, mm. if you're in the middle of a bit of a, a head-to-head with someone, the last thing you're thinking about is how am I going to de-escalate this conflict because you're going hammer and tongs. Mm. Well, earlier I was just talking about um, to someone about how they had to, they were in this retail position and they had to apologize to a very, very rude customer mm. who really shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't, that person shouldn't have apologized to that customer because that customer was wrong, yeah, wrong, wrong, sure. wrong. But it would have hurt the business not to apologize. So she did. And um, what was I talking about this? And so she, she ended up apologizing. And that's where, she, you know, she knew that she was right and the other person was wrong. But apologizing seemed to de-escalate the, the situation because it wasn't really about who should have done this, who should have done that. It was just about, I'm sorry, how can we move forward? And the, the other person is like, oh, oh well... I can't blame you anymore because you said you're sorry. So, okay, well, I will, I will take this and I will take that and I will move forward now. So apologizing, even when you know that you're not, um, that you're right, is incredibly powerful because, you know, the other person cannot be angry at, at you any longer, if that I'll, makes sense. I'll, it does make sense. But I wonder, though, I was in retail for many years and I had my share of customers who were wrong. And, you know, they say the customer's always right. So we always did what you just talked about. We always said, look. How can we make this work? <laughs> and they felt better when they left the store, but they never came back. So mm. they won twice. They made us apologize while they were wrong, and they never came back to spend any more money with us. So uh, they they talked with their feet. So mm. it's sometimes, should you apologize if you're right? Well, if you're an employee in the business, then, you know, ask your manager what to do. They'll probably tell you to apologize and, you know, know, let the customer go away. And that's fine. You're not, you're not meant to work with everybody. You're not meant to have a peaceful, harmonious relationship with everybody. It's okay to say, I'm sorry, and close the door on the relationship. It's okay to do this. Mm -hmm. So should you always apologize if you're right? So look, I'm apologizing Mm -hmm. for being right. You are. (laughs) Most people will just fight and fight and fight and fight. Yeah. I think, well, try to say sorry every now and again and see how powerful it is. And just, you know, I guess take my word for it and see if it works for you and see how it simply de-escalates the situation. Sorry is just a word though, isn't it? Anyone can say (laughs) Say sorry. if you mean it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Just about Mm. out of time. Absolutely. Just remind our listeners who want to come and see you to help uh, deal with conflict. How do we do that? And not avoid conflict, absolutely. <laughs> so the easiest way to work with me is always to go to my website, mydawninglight.com, mydawninglight.com. And you'll have um, so much information for you to start work, um, working with me. So online trainings, online courses, one-on-one sessions, all so much is available. Good on you, Celine. As always, our pleasure. You look out yourself. We'll talk to you same time, same place next time. Absolutely. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.